When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into our Big 12 Baseball Preview edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast with the voice of the Sooners in the brick. Toby Rowland, I'm Chris Plank. It looks like Mother Nature's trying to be a baseball fan, right? The sun's starting to peek out every now and then, not too shabby. Well, let's knock on some wood. Right. Because it's uh, Wednesday, and we got to get through Sunday, but... I mean, this is great. There's been a lot of, uh, you know, we're talking right now, what is it, almost noon? Right. On Wednesday. And uh, it's not 100 degrees, which a lot of times it is at this event. And it's not storming right now, which a lot of times it is at this event. So it's just a nice, <laughs> it's not super windy either. No. Which it always is at this event. So it's uh, it's a very nice, pleasant day right now. And if we can keep this up for all of Wednesday, much less uh, the next few days this is pretty ideal. With that in mind, I guess you could say what a pretty ideal start for Oklahoma. And I'm not, again, trying to get too carried away with a team struggling, but to see Baylor, uh, and I mean, I don't know if it's a final yet. I don't have it in front of you, but to see Baylor losing, that's a pretty good indication if you just want to look at two teams that are kind of in that same position where they're battling for a potential at large, right? Yeah, that's right. I think there are uh, four teams in this event that are in the NCAA tournament, regardless of what they do. Uh, Texas, TCU, Texas Tech, and, and probably Oklahoma State as well. Three of those four are going to be hosts. At least two, maybe three, are going to be national seeds, top eight national seeds. Then there are uh, three teams that are not in. They, they, they have to win the tournament to have a chance, and that's Kansas, Kansas State, and West Virginia. Kansas has already been eliminated. 
And then there are two teams that you would say are on the bubble coming into this, and that's Baylor and Oklahoma. And uh, Baylor is losing 11-4 to right now to Texas Tech late in this game. They're probably, according to most of the prognosticators and the RPI, in a little bit better spot than OU, although the Sooners took three out of four up from them in the regular season, including two out of three last weekend in Waco. So maybe not. I mean, they're pretty – pretty close right now as to I think what their postseason perception is so you're you know you're, you know how this thing works you're rooting for uh, your team Oklahoma right to get as many wins the wins as possible this weekend to try to improve their resume but you're also kind of rooting against the other bubble teams and they are all over the country there's several of them in the SEC several of them in the ACC and the other one here in Brigtown is Baylor so I think that if you're a Sooner fan you're definitely an anti- Baylor fan uh, this weekend. But, uh, you know, just Oklahoma's situation is a little hard to know. You've been through this uh, process with softball recently. The committee is in a interesting spot this year with uh, the COVID restrictions and, and some conferences not playing outside their own conference, like the Big Ten, like the Pac-12. So it's hard to, you know, have a uh, conference comparison when you only play each other all the time. So it's a little, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the committee puts the most weight on this year when it comes to selecting that field of 64. Is it strictly RPI? And Skip Johnson made a plea in his pre-conference press conference, pre-tournament press conference saying, Hey, listen, if this is the second first or second best league in america as all of the metrics say it is i mean we can't just have four teams in this field that's ridiculous that would be a slap in the face that was his words if the big 12 only got four teams maybe only five teams so he was saying it should be easily that they get five maybe six teams in the field um but you know he's he's speaking for his own case as well i think probably at 27 and 26 with a fifth place finish in the Big 12, OU slightly on the outside looking in right now. I think they probably need two wins, maybe three wins in Oklahoma City to uh, garner an invite. There are a lot of things to like about OU. They beat Arkansas in Fayetteville, the unquestioned number one team in the country, the number one RPI team in the country. They beat them on their home field. That's huge. OU's got nine quad one wins this year, which is a big number already. Uh, by comparison, Baylor's got four and Oklahoma State's got five. So OU's got nine quad one wins. Is, and we're talking about maybe the, trying to pick up two or three more here this weekend. They've got eight true road victories this year, which is a nice number as well. And they closed strong. They won three of their last four conference series including two of those on the road at West Virginia and at Baylor. So there are, there are some, a lot of things to like there about Oklahoma's resume, but yeah. they did lose some games. They probably shouldn't have. And you really would not want to end up with an overall losing record on the season. Uh, I think that would probably eliminate them. And, and right now they're 27 and 26. So that means you definitely can't go. Oh, and two here. I, I think they need two wins maybe even three wins to feel good about their chances. 
You know, it's it's interesting because you said something, asked something of Skip Johnson that's really stayed with me uh, about, hey, are there are there teams that you can use as examples? I think this was in your pregame show, Toby, on Saturday. Teams that you can look back on and say, hey, guys, this happened uh, with X team and Y team. And he brought up, yeah, what, uh, one of the last Texas teams he coached had got hot down the stretch and ended up making a big-time run. Uh, it happened for him in junior college. So, you know, I'm not ready to write off this team. You you saw some pitchers. White Olds was really good on Saturday. You saw some guys pitch well this week. And I, I mean, I I don't want to get too over my skis here, but I, I'm excited about what they could potentially do, T-Row. You got to be. I mean, it, it, there is a team every year that goes on a run here in Oklahoma City. And, uh, you know, two years ago it was TCU. TCU, it's hard to imagine now, but they were the seventh seed two years ago and uh, got hot and surprised and, and went, I think, all the way to the championship game and lost, but got an invite to the NCAA tournament as a RPI team in the 50s, I believe. West Virginia has played remarkably well in this event through the years and made runs. So it happens every year that a team gets hot here and either wins it or, you know, boosts their resume enough in the eyes of the committee to get invited to the dance. And I think Oklahoma's got the right makeup to do that. Um, you know, we'll see. A lot of times when that happens, and Skip mentioned this, it happens with the sticks. You know, a bunch of guys get hot at the same time, and it's easy to stay hot when you're playing every day. You know, if you're going out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you're hot, that's a dream come true. So this has been a good hitting lineup all year. And a team like Oklahoma, if they could all get hot, and they've been swinging it well the last couple of weeks, then maybe this event's made for them. So the thing that worries you is the depth of pitching. And in an in a elongated, prolonged event like this, you're going to have to rely on some guys at some point who haven't carried huge loads for you this year. You know, Ruffcorn's going to start tonight. It, it, you know what you're getting there. And there's right. other guys like, Carmichael and Bennett and Zaggart and Carter. I mean, they've got the Wyatt Olds you mentioned. They've got a good nucleus. But at some point, if you're going to stay around for a while, there's going to be some guys like Javier Ramos or Ben Abram or Dalton Fowler who's going to be put out on the center stage in a big moment and have to deliver. And the depth of their pitching this year has been a question at times. So that's the that's a little bit of the worrisome part coming into this from a uh, being able to stick around for a long time. Toby, this is, I, I guess this didn't really resonate with me, but what, we're shifting to the new Globe Life ballpark next year for the yeah. Big 12 baseball, right? Yeah, this is it for Bricktown for a while. So uh, I think it's, uh, you know, maybe one of the reasons that they put Bedlam in primetime tonight. Normally the 4-5 game is the 9 a.m. game, and uh, they Good blocked point. it this year. I, I think the... I think there was two reasons. One, because of the play-in game this year. They didn't want that winter Tuesday night to have to turn around and play early uh, Wednesday. But uh, maybe even a bigger reason was the bedlam situation. And It's going to be a good draw tonight. This place will have as many tickets sold as are allowed to be sold. And uh, it's going to be sad to see it leave Bricktown. I think we'll be back eventually, but... They've signed a contract the Big 12 has with Globe Life Field down in Arlington, the Rangers' new ballpark, for the next several years. So uh, this event that has been a staple of downtown Oklahoma City and the Bricktown area 
for a long time. Uh, this will be the last time for a bit. Final thought, man, uh, because we got your interview from your radio show with Skip Johnson, and Kenny Mossman's going to join us a little bit later on to talk about the new home run village, the Pizza Hut home run village for this weekend. But I do want to keep this focused on baseball and Skip Johnson's opportunity to, to, to get this team into the postseason outside of just winning the whole thing, right? What, what do you need to see from this team this weekend, Toby, to allow them to play their best, be their best, and advance in this tournament? I think you have to have a very uh, aggressive mindset in an event like this, and specifically in a game like tonight. Um, Oklahoma hasn't had a lot of success against Oklahoma State in recent years, but this year they did. and They won the conference series from the Cowboys. Uh, they won two of three, including a 16-2 to two win up in Stillwater. And I felt like that weekend, the conference tournament or the conference bedlam weekend, OU was the more aggressive team. I feel like they, they got off the bus looking for a fight and kind of took it to OSU. And that hasn't necessarily always been the case. The opposite's been true a lot in recent years. So I think it's going to be important for them to show up tonight with a uh, ready-to-battle, aggressive mentality at the plate, on the mound. Don't nip at corners. Come right after these guys. Go up there, man, not trying to draw walks, but trying to hit the baseball and, um, you know, see what kind of – if you can get game one tonight, get yourself in the winner's bracket, then everything is significantly easier from there. Not to mention it would be another great mark on the resume. So and, – and that all really, for me, starts with Peyton Graham. I mean, I think he's the head of the stake for this team. He's one of those guys – at the top of your order that's capable of getting hot and going on big time tears. And if, if he could get hot at the top of the lineup for them, I think it would open up everything for uh, everybody on down the line a bit. So there you go. That's my love uh, it. That's uh, one of about 12 keys. I think for them to play in well this weekend odds, you're actually on the air at 7 PM and first pitch at seven 30 tonight. Uh, I would say, let's see right now we are, nine minutes away from when the second game is supposed to start (laughs) and this game is in the eighth inning so i'm gonna put it at a thousand to one (laughs) have a a great call tonight toby there's no chance we start before nine o'clock tonight thank you chris i can't wait to listen see you buddy all right so from a live update at the brick toby caught up with sooner head baseball coach skip johnson earlier this morning to talk about the Sooners' chances in the Big 12 tournament and where the skipper thinks they need to improve. I was thinking about your team. Resilient is a word that's come up a lot with your team. We've talked about it when they find themselves in an early deficit in a game and they fight back, and they've done it many times this year. But also just kind of the season as a whole. There's been a you know, a few times this year where it looks like, all right, that's probably it. The season's probably getting away from them, and then you go win a big game or you win a big series. And it happened again down in Waco last weekend. What What is it about your team, do you think, that has enabled this resilience and toughness out of them this year? I think it's just not not giving in, you know, to all the circumstances that's, that's been surrounding them throughout their, you know, some of them's career the last two years, and some of them started their career at the University of Oklahoma. I think, uh, I think the leadership of uh, – Guys like Tyler Hardman, guys like uh, uh, Connor McKenna, guys like Brandon Zaragoza, um, Justin Mitchell, 
Jason Ruffcorn, Wide O's. I think it's those guys that uh, that really, you know, continue to not give and not give in and not give up. Um, and the coaching staff. I mean, we're we're still trying to teach every day, uh, get better. I mean, it's uh, it's one of those deals that you. I mean, that's what the game of baseball demands out of you is to go out and keep teaching. Um, I mean, it's easy to give up and quit. That's the easy part. The hard part is just when you get knocked down, can you get back up? Where do you feel like you are in the NCAA tournament picture, Coach? Well, I mean, it was a great question. They asked me that question yesterday. He said, uh, well, Coach, uh, uh, it looks like y'all got to win a couple games to get into the NCAA tournament. And I was like, well, did, did you hear something about that or something? And the guy says, no. I said, well, normal years, you're probably right. But this is not a normal year. I mean, our our, our, our league is the number one RPI league in the country. It was this year. All right? So we're having three teams host top eight seeds. You, we should get five or six teams in automatically. If not... It, it's it'd be a slap in the Big 12 space that didn't happen with ter- three teams hosting. And I know we're 27, 26, but this is not an ordinary year. I mean, there's there's some leagues that didn't even play conference schedules or non-conference schedules. And uh, uh, you look at it like that, you you got to they're going to have to take a long look at it for sure. Um, I'm, yeah, I want to keep playing good. There's no doubt about that. Um, you're dealing with 18 to 22, 23-year-old uh, young men that you're trying to teach life lessons to. This week we could go out and play good. This week we – I mean, I think we're going to continue to play good. I mean, we've played pretty good the last month. And now that they're uh, out of school right now, they've been – I mean, it's been fun watching them, even in uh, practice sessions, wanting to be around each other. And, um, and I think they know the importance of the sense of urgency of, of playing good in this tournament and – and, and getting out there and getting after it for sure. You have been a part of teams that have gone on a run here, specifically in this event. Uh, a couple of those Texas teams uh, got hot in the Big 12 tournament and then made big runs on into the NCAA tournament. But a, an event like this where you could have to play a large number of games, you know, hopefully you play a large number of games in a very short amount of time, what is important for you to be able to pull that off? Uh, just, just catch the baseball. I mean, basically, play good, play a good game and catch. And situational hit. I mean, and when we play defense, we're a good baseball team. And and if we don't play good defense, then we're not a very good baseball team. And in a lot of times, there's, I mean, there, there's. A loss on Thursday was three or four or five errors in that game that we consider errors in, in on the coaching staff that you've got to make those plays and if you don't make those plays you're going to get beat and uh, um, you got to play defense and you just got to keep going and having fun at the ballpark because that's what that's what really matters is their confidence level and uh, to go out and just to continue uh, sustain rallies after rally after rally you can get hot and you're you're sitting there thinking how oh, that guy you know. When they got to swing the bat like that all year. Well, it's kind of started kind of happening last weekend. And there's guys that are hitting home runs that hadn't hit home runs all year. And so uh, it's been fun to watch.
can you, do you from a pitching perspective, do you go into an event like this and say, all right, I might need that guy as a fifth starter on down the line, so I better, you know, protect him? Or can you even think like that? Is it just all hands on deck every game and I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow? All hands on deck and worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. I mean, you have to do that. You know, every game, every game, every pitch, every out is uh, is important. And I think that's a separator, right? You know, and for, for that fact, I mean, there ain't a guy on that team that couldn't start. Really. You know, all of them started at some point. You know, whether it's inner squad or our games itself, there ain't not, there's not a guy on that team that's not, not accustomed to going out and trying to start. You know, I mean, how many, how many really great starts have we had this year? It's, we're just throwing nine innings, 27 outs. Every out matters. Jason Ruffcorn, as a starter, he's going to get the ball tonight. Um, what have you seen from him as a starter, and is it the, is it the same as a reliever? Do you feel like he's uh, changed at all or needs to change at all in a starting role, or is he the same guy? No, I think he's the same guy. He was, 90, he was 96, 97 miles an hour on his 120 pitch a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, the effort's going to be there. I think the difference for us is, we know we think we can win when Jay, Jason Ruffcorn takes a mound. That's a mindset deal. We think we think we can win when Jason Ruffcorn takes a mound, and and that's why he's there. And 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 I mean, White O's was was outstanding out of bullpen uh, behind him last week, and he's been outstanding out of bullpen. And it's just a mindset deal for us that we've got to continue to grow in. You know, as much as anything, this we know we can win when he's out there. You know, and it was that way with Carmichael after he beat uh, uh, Arkansas. You know, uh, we knew we could win when he took the mound, and that those things are very important in a in a young mind's uh, a young player's brain. Sixth time you faced Oklahoma State this year. You're very familiar with their lineup with their pitching staff. Uh, give me your impression of the Cowboys going into tonight. Very physical, uh, uh, very physical team. A lot of older guys on that team. Um, you have to, your pitch ability, you have to mix all the way through their lineup, how you're going to pitch them. Um, I mean, they're, I mean, I think they're, I don't know. It's a, a it's one of those deals you got to continue to, uh, um, mix, I know that for sure, and uh, uh, it's going to be fun. I know the the opportunities there for us. We played really good against them. I mean, even in our losses, except for one loss, we played really good against them. So uh, um, I think the a sense of urgency is there for our baseball team, and it's going to be a great a great opportunity. There's going to be a lot of folks out there tonight at seven thirty. That means if we get to start at seven thirty. You know, most of the time this last game you start about ten thirty. <laughs> I'm with you. I hope we're closer to seven thirty than ten thirty. Ooh, me too. Uh, yeah. Well, it's gonna be fun. I can't wait to see you at the ballpark tonight, Coach. We get to see Bedlam again, and the uh, postseason gets underway today. Coach Skip Johnson, Coach, thank you so much, and good luck to you this week. You bet. Thank you, guys, and uh, uh, look, look forward to seeing you guys at the ballpark. 
Skip Johnson believes, I believe, OU Baseball, Big 12 Tournament, Big Time Preview. Thanks to Skip Johnson. Thanks to Toby Rowland. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. All right, a big announcement was made this past uh, 24 hours. There is going to be something very cool this year in the Super Regionals. The Oklahoma Sooners and through the creativity of the marketing department and apparently when Kenny Mossman joins us here in just a bit, we got to give some credit to JT Gasso, who, by the way, will be on Friday's pod with us. But we will have a home run village just beyond the left field wall this week. So while the game's going on, you can sit beyond the left field wall and watch the game with us and enjoy almost an in-game experience. Here was Coach Gasso. She was on the Sports Talk Network yesterday going in-depth about FanFest. We want as many people to come out as possible, so we are now creating a FanFest that's going to be on the band field beyond our left field. There's going to be a super huge big screen TV out there. There's going to be food trucks. There's going to be games, um, you know, some things for kids. You can. It's free. Come out, bring your lawn chairs, bring your blankets. Um, it's going to be a, an MC and music out there. So you may not be in the field, but you're going to be sitting right behind the outfield fence. Heads up for any home runs coming your way because they'll come over and right <laughs> at you. But um, I think it would be a tremendous atmosphere for families that either can't afford to get in or there's just they got to it too late. Um, so I think there could be, there's going to be a lot of fun out there, and we're going to have it going Friday, Saturday, and hopefully not on Sunday, which means that we did it in two games. <laughs> um, but it can really be something special. And uh, they're putting it together really fast, and I know that it's going to come out very soon uh, to the public to get all the information. But it's free. So you can bring your whole family and have a good time out there on Memorial Weekend. So let's go in-depth. Let's get all the information and details with Kenny Mossman. I'm really excited about the creation, the genesis of this event as a home run village for softball. Take us through kind of the process and, and what led to putting on something like this. Well, that was uh, – first of all, I get really upset when people butcher my title. So, uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, you know me better than that. Um, Much better. The, um, the idea was really born out of softball, to be honest with you. The coaches had had some discussion amongst themselves. I think J.T. Gasso was the one who actually um, came up with the idea, and, and then Coach Gasso called and, and suggested that – or asked, is that something we could look into? And um, it came together very easily. Uh, Pizza Hut jumped on board as a sponsor, uh, our, our partner, Center Sports Properties, did a great job of jumping in and, and getting Pizza Hut secured. And then uh, um, we got a couple food trucks that wanted to come and get involved. And then uh, we were able to get the GoVision screen to come to Norman for that weekend. So um, it was pretty seamless, really. Uh, but we owe a, we owe the tip of the cap to, I think, JT was the one who 
cooked up the idea and it was kind of a, you know, um, kind of a copy of the football fan fest that we do. Um, so we're excited. We're excited to put it on. I'm pumped about it too, because I, I see, I, I joked about this earlier, Kenny, I was thinking about earlier this year, maybe it was the Mexico series, the team Mexico series, or maybe even the Texas series. And I remember there was a group of fans that were just standing outside the fence down the left field line. Just, you know, they wanted to kind of be around it and be near it. And I happened to mention, mm-hmm. boy, this place, it's uh, people are trying to get in and I, they were listening. They started losing their minds over there beyond the left field wall. I think it speaks to the thirst that people have to just be around this program, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, people like the energy that's coming from this team. And, and um, I, I, you know, this isn't inside the gates necessarily, but right. uh, it's, it's as close as you're going to get. And I think we're going to give people a really good viewing experience. And, uh, you know, we'll have restroom facilities, food. Uh, we'll have, you know, the things you need. We, I imagine people will bring – you know, frisbees and ball gloves and all that kind of stuff. That's what we hope uh, anyway. But, uh, um, you know, it'll start as a fan fest really before the before the gates open. Uh, it's going to open uh, two hours before first pitch, and uh, so that means it'll be an hour before the gates open. And uh, and so fans can come do their pregame there um, if they want to. And then uh, for those who don't have a ticket but want to hang around, they can stay and watch the whole game right there in that same location. So I It'll have a little bit of something for everybody. We have a schooner out there uh, with the horses, so you can get a picture taken with the schooner. We'll have some inflatable games out there that kids can play. and uh, uh, I think there'll be plenty to do to keep people occupied. A couple of other things around this. You mentioned starting a couple hours before the game. There's always tailgating that takes place, and that's that's in the area that's outside the main gates. I mean, I Kenny, I think, the, I think it'd be really cool, as you just brought up, let's make that the tailgate area, too, a couple hours before the mm-hmm. game, right? Yeah, well, and I expect that'll happen. I, I would imagine some people will bring their own food, um, but you know we'll have it there available if they don't want to mess with that. But uh, um, yeah, it's you know that's a really big space. I mean, you can you can get spread out there, and and they have a lot of room, and we'll get the screen hoisted up there nice and high so you can see it. And the the screen is nine feet by sixteen feet, so it'll be easily uh, viewable. And um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm I'm. Patty asked me yesterday how many people I thought would show up, and I, I said, you know, I've got no clue. I said, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 200 or 1,000. So I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the what the turnout is. And, and just that, that field is typically like a band practice field and just kind of mm-hmm. an open area, right? Yeah, that's where the band practices. Um, so it's a big space. It's, a, it's probably more than a football field, I would guess. And uh, um, you'll see people out there a lot of times, you know, throwing a ball or or frisbee or something like that. It's a big, wide open area. The grass there is lush. Uh, if you brought a blanket and sat there, I think you'd be comfortable. And uh, so, no, it's it's a really good spot for it. I, uh, I'm, I'm, we're really excited. I, I'm, uh, as I told her yesterday, um, if you have any interest in this at all, you know, this would be the kind of thing you would be attracted to. I think. And she also told me yesterday, and we'll see if she can do this or not. She's going to try to bring the team out there. And uh, and at least acknowledge the people who came. So um, that'll be cool too. Oh, absolutely! A couple of other quick ones, and we'll let Kenny get back to work this morning. Uh, we we should point this out. Obviously, if you have a ticket, you can come and enjoy it before going into the game. But if you don't have a ticket, Kenny, I think the the bottom line here is we're we're trying to create. Um, and again, I haven't been on on any of these conversations, but just knowing what Fan Fest was like for football, we're trying to create almost a game like party around the game mm-hmm. itself, right? Right. It, it, when the game starts, it turns into a watch party. <laughs> right. Um, 
it, it's a uh, it's a pregame fan fest, and then when the game starts, it, it'll be a watch party. So if you want to watch the game with a lot of other Oklahoma fans, um, that's the place to be. And you'll have, like I said, you have access to the services that we provide. Uh, there'll be some things for uh, families to do together, and uh, you can just sit there and relax and watch the game and, and keep your eyes up, too, because you may get a ball land right in the middle of your of your picnic. But uh, um, if Josie gets a hold of one, she can, she can definitely get it that far. How fun has this team been to follow for you? Well, they're just, you know, you kind of pinch yourself. Um, to And I, I've told people around here uh, during other seasons with other sports to take time to relax and, and catch your breath and enjoy the moment because these kinds of things don't come along all that often. And I know that we have a consistently good softball team, but this is this is truly a, a one-of-a-kind type of year. And, uh, you know, my, my greatest regret is that we weren't able to be full all year. I just think of the number of great atmospheres that we missed because of the pandemic and, and uh, how much people would have enjoyed seeing this team so much more. But uh, I can dwell on that, or I can be happy in the fact that we've got it open and full for the postseason, so I'll just I'll stay there. But uh, – um, Really, really fun. And the thing that always makes it fun with softball is um, it's fun to cheer for good teams. It's it's fun and a privilege and uh, all the great things about sports when you're cheering for a great team that's full of good people. And uh, that's what this is. So you, you've got a, a team full of people that you'd love to hang around with. Uh, you'd love to have your be your daughters, your yep. daughter-in-laws. I mean, they're they're just they're outstanding young women and, and coaches. And so it's uh, it's really neat really need on every level it is and I and I love the way you put it we could sit here and lament oh my gosh I wish we had fans here all season long but Kenny that atmosphere that was created Friday Saturday and Sunday it was what, what they say in the opening week and I think Lauren Chamberlain tweeted like hey you, you let a caged animal out when they were talking about the Sooner <laughs> offense I felt like that was the fans this weekend yeah I agree it was electric in there it was um I, I don't know that I've ever experienced it like that before and I've been in there a lot of times when it's when it's full, but that that um, that group of fans was especially into it, and and I got to give some credit to our team too. They do a great job of getting our fans into it. I I think our fans uh, feel like they're very much a part of this team because of of how this team treats them. You know, I watch our outfielders go out to the outfield, and I, I usually sit out in right field, and I've watched Nicole Mendez come out there and speak with the people in the bleachers, and you just don't that, that you don't see that in sports. Um, so there's a very unique camaraderie that has developed between the players on this team and, and the fans. And I think they all kind of feel like they're in it together, which is exactly what you want it to feel like. No, absolutely. Hey, a final thought, Kenny. Let's just reset for everyone. Pizza Hut's jumped on board. We're doing Home Run Village just beyond the left field wall. There's plenty of parking that's going to be available in the field. We expect good weather this weekend. It's going to be a great event for fans that don't have tickets to really come out and immerse themselves in a softball environment. Absolutely. You covered it perfectly, but that's that's exactly what we want to create. All right. Great stuff. Kenny, I know you're busy today and I started bugging you early this morning, but I'm glad we found time to chat and we'll have to uh we'll have to do this again soon. Hopefully this fan village thing can catch on and we're gonna do it quite a bit in the future. I I would love that. That would be a lot of fun. But thanks thanks for the time, Chris. Appreciate it. Hope yeah. a lot of people will come out. I do too. Thanks, Kenny. We'll talk to you soon. That's okay. Uh-huh. See you, buddy. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. As always, we appreciate you downloading, subscribing, sharing, spreading the word on social media means the world will have complete coverage on Friday's pod of the Super Regional. Kind of get you hopefully in process updates of the Oklahoma baseball team as Toby will be with them every step of the way. 
in Oklahoma City. Everyone have a great midweek. And until Friday's edition of the Tailgate, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.